Hey, it's Carla Farrell from the Steve Harvey Morning Show on the iHeart Podcast Network, talking AT&T. We've all got a lucky friend, the one who wants a big new TV and boom, suddenly that TV's on sale. Some people always seem to get the best opportunities or the best deals. Well, now some people are all people at AT&T because AT&T is giving all of their customers, both new and existing, the same great deals. That's right, everybody can get in on great AT&T deals all the time. Visit att.com slash best deals to learn more. Restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Samsung. Moms help everyone be their most epic selves. So for Mother's Day, help mom be her most epic with Samsung Galaxy Gifts. Like a smartwatch with next-level fitness tracking. Or the statement-making Galaxy Z Flip 5G that lets mom flex her style. This year, celebrate what makes mom epic with Samsung Galaxy. Like a million bucks, bucks, things in its cups. Mm-hmm. Y'all tell me who could it be for Steve Harvey? Oh, yeah. to me. Mm-hmm. Put your hands together for Steve Harvey. Put your hands together. Uh-huh. I sure will. Uh, good morning, everybody. You are listening to The Voice. Come on, dig me now. <laughs> one and only, Steve Harvey. <laughs> Got a radio show. Yeah, man. Got one. Hey, you know, um, I, I thought I think of my life in terms of blessings, you know. I, I take mostly a positive approach and a positive spin to my life. I hardly ever dwell on uh, you know, the what's, well, I can't say that I don't think about the what's wrong in it because I have to, because I have to address problems as they arise, but I try not to let them consume me. I let the consumption part be about the blessings, the positive things that uh, has occurred in my life, the good things that God has done for me, 
the the power that he's uh, displayed in my life, the protection he's given me over the years, to being tucked under his wings. I focus on the things that he promises me. I think of uh, all the goodness that I perceive to come my way. I, I think that has a lot to do with me learning more and more about the law of attraction in terms of, you know, what you think and what you put out in the space and what you pray about is what you receive, you know. And so I've become better and better at that. It's not to say that I'm I'm not human and I don't have moments where I I think a little bit too long about what's going wrong and what enemy is is about to attack and what they're going to do and say and and all of this here. So it's not to say that I'm not concerned about it, but I try to dwell mostly on the positive. And um, one of the things that I learned, you can have an incredible life, all of you, all of us. We can have incredible lives if we just let God drive. See, the, the problem that I had years ago was I was the driver of my life and I was taking myself in the directions that I thought would be best for me. And I aimed at things that I thought I could accomplish and I set goals that I saw myself being able to attain. I was driving. When I gave up and I let God drive, I then opened up my mind and my spirit to what God had for me, for what God could see for me, for what God could do in my life, for what God wanted for me. Now, he wanted for me and he wanted of me. See, that's the connection that you got to try to make. Well, not try. That's the connection that you got to make to really get it. Now, listen to me. What I don't want you to do is do like me. Don't be afraid of the what for of the what he wants you to do part. See, because that ain't going to be nearly as demanding and and as offsetting as you think it's going to be. See, I thought that if I did God's will, that if I let God tell me what to do, that it would cause me to not to be able to do a certain some things I wanted to do. Well, which is true, but the stuff I wanted to do was all detrimental to my well-being and my future and my and my growth and development as a man. I was stopping my own growth as a man because, see, I was doing what I thought I should do as a man. But when you give it over to God, see, God has a much better plan for you than you can ever have for yourself. And God knows a better way, far better than the one you know. I, I want you to believe that, man. You got to understand that part of it. And, and that's the part that I finally got through my head to let God do it his way and to show me a better way and to teach me a better way and expose to me a better way. And when I opened up my mind to what God was talking about, I began to see things totally differently and things started coming to me totally differently. If you've been a friend of mine or a fan of mine over the years, I mean, you've had to see it, the change. You've had to see the difference. I mean, and I and I acknowledge that every chance I get because I promised God I would. And I hope that I'm not falling short in that category. But then again, if I told it all day long what he done for me, I still wouldn't have enough time to really explain thoroughly what he's done for me because it's such a continuous growth in me. But now, that's not to say that I'm finished or I'm done or I'm complete because I'm still short. 
<laughs> and that's the cold thing about it, man. See, no matter how good you get at it, you ain't going to ever be the best you can be. You just not because you're going to fall short. You can't be him. You can strive for perfection. I hear people saying it all the time. I applaud you for saying you want to be perfect, but you ain't and you can't and you're not and you aren't and you won't and you will not. So you quit saying it. You quit saying it to me. Quit saying it to other people. I'm seeking a life of perfection, but it's something that you cannot have because he said you can't do it. But that's what he there for. He there for the moments when you stumble and you fall and you go stumble and fall. So you got to get that part right, man. The stumbling, falling part is coming. But see, you get God in your life and it helps you so that you don't stumble, fall, wallow, roll over, lay there, languish. That's what God is for. So when you stumble and fall, you get back up because you're going to make mistakes. You're going to get it wrong. You're going to come under attack. You're going to be lied about. You are going to be falsely accused. That's going to happen to you the moment you make a decision to do better. The moment you try to be more. The moment you try to get it right. The devil got to send his attackers, man. And he controls certain people. He just got people that's on his side 24-7. You know them, too. You, you've all met one or two of them in your life. They just busy with the business of nothingness. They just busy about the, about the destruction of others. You said, I know them. You know them. They coming. But here's what you got to hold fast to. They can't take away nothing from you that God gave you. They didn't make you. See, people who claim to have made you, if they so in the make you business, why don't they make they self? Or if they ain't with you no more and they so busy in them, I made you business, why don't they make somebody else? Since, since, since you want to get credit for making somebody, make yourself. If you're responsible for someone else's success, then you should easily be able to take claim and be responsible for your own success. See, be careful of that. And don't, and, and don't, don't change your course because somebody's attacking you with that. You keep doing what you're doing. I just hope, man, that I'm giving it to God the way I said I would give it to him, that I would unload every chance I got that I was supposed to without being, you know, oh, here he come again. You know, I try not to be that. But, man, I don't know what else to be for the first 12 minutes of my show. What else you want me to say? I got four hours. I can't give God 12, 12 minutes, man. I mean, for real, Steve? Come on, man. I mean, let's look at this right here. It's like, uh, for example, it's like detoxing your body, which is one of the most healthy things you can do for your body is to detox your system and clean out the pipes and the liver and the blood and get it all together, give your kidneys a break and all like this. Okay, right? Okay. But to detox it properly, it takes 21 days, right? And I hear a lot of people talking about, ah, 21 days, I ain't got... But see, hold up, man. If the 21 days... Out of 360 days a year, you ain't got 21 to straighten yourself out. You ain't got 21 days to give yourself a better shot at health. I mean, that that's crazy to me once you wrap your mind around it. See, and so, like, if you give an honor to God just 12 minutes out the day, dog, he gave you 24 hours of luxury and life and breath and hope and promise. You ain't got 12 minutes to give him out the day? That don't make no sense. What an exchange. What a wonderful life God has given me 
in exchange for so small of effort that I put forth. Don't let the effort you got to put forth to God seem so daunting that you don't attempt to do it because, man, it seems like a lot. It ain't nothing compared to what he be giving us for real. So if you want a real life, you want a real shot at what you can be, what you can have, what you can own, what you can become, who you really are, go to God. Let him fix you, man. That's all. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people from all around the world, you are listening to the baddest morning show, and I mean, (laughs) in the whole doggone land, man. Yeah. So we are dedicating today's show. I'm going to do an individual dedication to Bakari Sellers, who I watched on CNN last night. Mm -hmm. What's the black Republican dude named Paris? Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. His, I know his name is Paris, but I know you're talking about. brother with yeah. the bushy eyebrows. Mm-hmm. That is a Trump supporter and lover. Yep. I just want to take my hat off to Bakari Sellers today because he ate his ass alive. <laughs> Did he? I was, last night, I was last night going, call Bakari. <laughs> yeah. So today is dedicated to Bakari Sellers. For your fabulous uh, uh, interview last night on Anderson Cooper 360 with the other. And you know what they do, man? They put the black Republican up there who just, all he said was he wished Trump hadn't used the language of son of a bitch. That was it. Paris Denard. Other than that, it was cool. Other than that, he's perfectly right to get these people off their knees to respect our soldiers. Bakari kept telling him, this is not about disrespect of soldiers. No, it is not. This is not what this is not disrespecting the soldiers. We are asking that this flag represent what it stands for. For all people Mm -hmm. of the United States. That man know that, Steve. That man know that. That man ain't crazy. He's a master of distraction. But listen, man, when they want to spin it, though. Mm Mm-hmm. And like Bakari said yesterday, he said, for him to go to the state of Alabama yeah, that has no and team. do this. No football team. No and like team. I said, they have no NFL team. Mm-hmm. But tell them people in Alabama, the great people of the state of Alabama, that you're going to start removing players from Roll Tide and War Eagle. And it's Watch how stop. quiet it get in there. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Morning, everybody. Good morning. Top, top, morning baby. Huh? Girls ain't speaking. Good morning, yeah. Steve. How are you, darling? Damn. What's your hesitation? Hey, Tommy. Y'all didn't hear us? Hey, Tommy. Tommy, what you think is up, man? I don't know. They, is there something going on on Wednesday? What's what's happening, ladies? We good. We, we just up? said hi. What? Are y'all but it was online a... shopping right now? <laughs> no. The lady, <laughs> the lady loves Good morning, Steve. How are you today? It's hump day. I'm feeling pretty good today, man. I feel like a... Like a champ. The champ is here! (laughs) The champ is here! Can I dedicate this show also to side pieces? They never get the recognition they need. Oh, Lord. Show them some love sometimes, you know? Kari Sellers to side pieces. It it don't even... (laughs) The jump is drastic. (laughs) I want to apologize. Much love to all the side pieces out there. Y'all keep y'all head up. 
Okay, Thanksgiving. That's what you wow. gave him, Steve. Uh, we're coming back. <laughs> Our friend Kevin Hart is speaking out. We'll be back at 32 after the hour. Wait till you hear this, Steve. What do you say now? You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, our friend Kevin Hart has been all over the news lately. We know that. Uh, Kevin is already addressing his personal life in his stand-up. During a show in Atlanta recently, uh, Kevin subtly touched on his infidelity. He said to the audience, we got a lot of sugar, honey, iced tea to talk about, people. It's a lot of sugar, honey, iced tea to talk about today. Take a listen. This really good gets right here, man. Uh, the words appreciation do no justice for what I feel for you guys and the support that you guys gave me today. Let me tell you why I said that. Uh, I'm going through some and I'm going through drama. And the best thing to have when you go through drama is a goddamn support group that chooses to ride with you. Things happen for a reason. And in this particular case, guys, I promise you, I'm going to come out a better man and better father and better husband. All right. Thanks well, to TMZ that for bad. that audio. Mm-hmm. That you know, when, you, when you're when a stand-up and things happen, some of the best therapy for us is to walk out there and just address it. Yeah. Yeah. And it yeah. is true. Yeah, mm-hmm. just, true. hey, man, let's just get it off for you, Bring it up. Here it is. You know. So I'm pulling for Kev, man, because we're friends. Yeah. And uh, somebody told me the other day, man, how could you be a friend to somebody who does something like that? What? Hell, what? you're my uncle. I'm doing that now. I just ain't been. Uh, my bad. My bad. <laughs> you ain't hung in there. I love Tommy. Look, look, he talking about his side piece every day. <laughs> on, on radio. And oh. you haven't disowned him, huh? No, um, in my past, not I'd have made my share of mistakes. I mean, we who all are have. We? Yeah. You know, he who is thou sin cast, cast the first stone. Amen. Amen. But slash people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. That's why I don't throw rocks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. All my stones is round my garden holding my flowers in. <laughs> I like that. One more time, yeah. Steve. Yeah. I like All that. All my stones is around my garden holding my flowers in. <laughs> I don't no throw rocks. rocks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and people sit out there, man, like, they, that's the first time they heard this. Like, how could he? He messed up. He made yeah. a mistake. That's mm-hmm. it. He messed up. And, Lord, don't you know he messed up? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. this mistake ain't quiet. This is an out loud mistake. Because he's so, so famous. I mean, he handling it. Mm-hmm. But the sadness of being famous is when the mistake happens, you can't heal it just between you and her. Mm. What do you mean? Like it's 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 public yeah. fodder. Yep. It's on the news, it's on the blogs. Now it's now all her friends got something to say. All Man, his boys got something yeah, to say. Yeah, everybody has an mm-hmm. opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and then they share an opinions sometimes when you don't even want it. You know, man, sometimes you just want to get through the day. Where do stars go, man, where they can just be themselves and ain't nobody to judge them? Where where is that place? (laughs) Oh, that's at the Maldives, ain't it? (laughs) (laughs) Out of the country on the other side of the world, Junior. (laughs) I know I talked to Kevin once a long time ago. He said, Unc, you know, I ain't that religious of a guy. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be religious. I don't know the scripture that says religious is necessary. 
I don't. Am I right, Shirley? Well, yeah. I mean, re- religion is man-made. You're you're talking about spirituality and having a relationship with right. our Creator. See, mm-hmm. when when they say religious, it carries almost a negative. Con- I'm religious. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost like too much, too far. Mm-hmm. Can't do all that. When in essence, what He really wants from us is a relationship. Mm-hmm. 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 That's right. Mm-hmm. You got to focus on, and you can have a relationship with God and not be perfect. Absolutely. Example, Steve Harvey. Ta-da. Her perfect All example. Well, yeah. our, our kids aren't perfect. God's kids aren't perfect That's either. Right. We're God's kids, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're not perfect. Absolutely. Exactly. And so, for me, being a celebrity, <laughs> when I'm under attack, I just tuck myself under his wings of protection. Yeah. Because I stay tucked up under there. Because they shooting at me all the time. Half the shots people take, I don't even know they taking them. Man, I just saw one yesterday. I was like, God, dog. And because we know you, we get them too. Until Tommy tell me. (laughs) That's how you find out. Most of the time I don't see. He just said, I just saw one yesterday. (laughs) Now you wondering. No, see right there, but that's what I'm saying. (laughs) I'm unaware. Mm Mm-hmm. Because of his wings of protection, half the stuff this, that the attack is coming from. Mm-hmm. But Isaiah 54, 17, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. It's not saying that there won't nobody form no weapon against you. Right. They're right. going to do it all the time. Right. But it won't prosper. Well, see, you what will you don't not know, make dog. off of it what you think you're going to make. Mm-hmm. I'm, the, say, I'm the... I'm the blank you guy that you don't know what be going on. So when people be sending this stuff, I'm the one sending back blank you and blank you too. See, all I send all that back at you. Just substitute it for thank you. No, no, ain't no thank you. <laughs> no, no blank you. Thank you. you. <laughs> <laughs> blank you and everybody on this chain <laughs> of Facebook. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> it's like I told the uh, Family Feud audience Lady asked me, said, Steve, how do you deal with all this stuff people be saying about you? I said, ma'am, because you say it, that don't make it true. Right. I, why am I addressing a bunch of falsehoods? Because you lying about me. You don't know me and my wife. Mm-hmm. And so the truth of it is we love each other. The truth of it is God blesses us. The truth of it is that I'm married to a great person and she's married to a good man. And we have a family and our family has problems like every other family and we work through them, but we gonna stay together and we good for each other and we good to other people. That's the truth. Now you wanna print something else, go ahead. That don't change who we are. (laughs) Ta-da. Yeah. Yeah. Uh All right, uh, coming up, thank you, Steve. Coming up, uh, Nephew Tommy, run that prank back. (laughs) We'll be back right after this. (laughs) You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, here we go. Coming up at the top of the hour, Miss Ann will be here with national news and headlines. But right now, it is time for the nephew and run that prank back. Neff? You married your brother. Oh. <laughs> Why you ain't so aggressive? Man, you got to be aggressive when somebody do something like that. You married your brother. What oh, really man. happened? Huh? Tommy, is it you married your brother or you married my brother? No, you married your brother. Damn. Yeah, that's a big yeah. difference, Steve. <laughs> Here it is. 
trying to reach a yard. Carmen, please. This is she. Hi, Carmen. My name is Keith. Keith, I'm calling you from Insurance Group. Oh, hi. How are you? Good. You and your husband, uh, what is it, uh, Harvey? Harvey, is that right? Yes, yes, it's Harvey. Okay, you guys actually put applications and actually went in and got your physicals done for life insurance, right? Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Okay, I actually uh, am calling you from the insurance group. I have you all's lab results and everything as far as uh, your physicals and uh, blood tests and things of that nature. Is there any way I could possibly talk to both of you guys at the same time, you and Harvey? Is that possible? Um, well, sure. He, he's at work right now, um, but I can get him on the phone. Okay. It, it would be, uh, be kind of easy if I kind of explain everything to both of you guys at the same time, if, that, if that's okay. Okay. Is something wrong? Uh, no, nothing's wrong. I mean, I, I think I need to just try to bring a few things to you guys' attention, but I think, you know, after that, it's pretty much you guys' uh, decision on what you do. But I just wanted to let you know a few things about, you know, the, the results and things of that nature, life insurance, the whole nine yards, okay? Oh, okay. Well, hold on. Let me see if I can get him on the phone. Hey, babe. Hey, sweetheart. Um, look, I got the insurance people on the line. They want to try to get both of us on the phone uh, to talk to us about the insurance stuff. Oh, cool, uh, cool, I'm, cool, cool. Good, good. Hey, Harvey, well, how you doing? This is Keith. Keith from uh, Insurance Group. How are you? Hey, good. What's happening, Keith? Good, good. Listen, um, I want to give you guys a call and kind of follow up. It's, you guys did physicals and uh, right. blood tests and the whole nine yards, and I want to give you guys a call. It's kind of better if I talk to, um, to both of you guys at the same time. So do you have a minute that we can actually use to uh, kind of get some of this information out to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fine. I'm on a little break right now. I'm good. Okay, great. First of all, we've gotten all your, your lab results back, everything, and I, I kind of got a few questions for you guys that, uh, that I'm a little puzzled on. How, how long have you guys actually been married? Uh, well, we've been three together years. about three, yeah. three years. Okay, now, prior to being married three years, how long did you guys know each other before you got married? Uh, what you say, babe, about five and a half, five, six years? Yeah, about six years. Okay. You guys have been knowing each other pretty close to nine years now. Yeah. All together, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are you actually from the same hometown? Do you grow up in the same hometown? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we grew up. Uh, I mean, is, I, I'm, I'm sorry, is this questioning, I mean, is this about the insurance or... Well, I mean, there's a few things that's, that's actually uh, puzzling, Carmen, that we need to... <sighs> this this, this is some news I actually didn't want to bring you guys, but I, I mean, we have to... I have to actually give you this news. Looking at our records, looking at all the test results, and, and let me be the first to tell you that we run these results over and over and over, trying to make right. sure we are completely 115, 20% right, okay? What's the problem with the test? Well, looking at our test, guys... Harvey, uh, Carmen, it, it's indicating that you guys are related, and nine times out of ten, you are you guys are siblings. Oh. What? Hold on, man. What? Okay. I, and and I, I understand the shock. It took me. It took everything I had to, to make this phone call. I did not want to make it. But looking at our records, and we went over oh, these records oh, oh, over oh, oh. and over, and, and and the blood work tells us that you guys are actually siblings. Man, you don't make no sense. Oh, what you, the? You, f are you serious? Ma'am, I'm, I'm actually. I'm very serious. You know I, that, I would not. Right? This is not a. This is not a laughing matter. Not a joking matter. You know, I like I said, I did not want to call with this information. But well, you did make the f call, man. Look, you need oh, to go back. I, I don't know what you need to to go back and 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 double check your records or something because oh, this this, 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 we've been married three years. Three 
check with the lab, man. Can you check with the lab and like call us back and let us know they made a mistake? You know what, Harvey? And I and I and I knew those questions would come up, and we we went over it. We went over it and over it and over it. Uh, Y'all need to go over it again because that that don't make no damn sense. Hold on, baby. I got this. You make the call, and this got to be wrong. So what you need to do is make another call and call the lab and call us back and let us know that you either. Or they made a mistake of something. You talking about me and my wife? Uh, and I understand it, Harvey. Harvey, let me ask you this: Is it possible? You know, and this is just a, a question: yeah. Is it possible that your dad and maybe her mom maybe knew each other at some point? And what the hey, f- what the f- you say about my mom and dad? That, that, that's some straight. Look, you need to have, go back and do whatever you need to do. But if I tell you what, you say some like that again, I tell you, my baby's gonna be coming down that beach for saying some. Man, it's it'd be people on this tour coming up and saying, "Man, this is my favorite prank." It's it's a beautiful thing to be the pranks. Everybody got their own favorite prank that they run in their car uh-huh. over and over and over that they like. You know, put a smile on somebody's face, baby. So you're bringing people you together. Okay. Raymond in the closet. <laughs> Oak Triosity. Asian cleaners. <laughs> What's yours, if dude? we play Oak Triosity one more time, though, did you? <laughs> Um, it's gonna be a real situation. I don't know. Oh, no okay. Well, we running. played it the no, other no, no, day. No, no. We can play no, it tomorrow because no, 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 I play no, it every day. No, we played it too damn much. And I'm telling you, I don't you, hate Tommy, on my if you prank. Play old curiosity play? one more damn time. <laughs> okay. Call Carla oh, over here whipping in cash ear. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> don't you do it? Play it again this year. Okay. <laughs> Did he just hate on my prank? <laughs> What's your favorite, Junior? Just the frequency of it, Carla. Raymond in the club. That's classic. I ain't gonna lie, y'all. Stutter man is mine. Oh. 
That's number two. <laughs> oh, the one with the man in the limo with the boy trying to ride the bank. Oh, man. Oh, that, yeah. that was my greatest teaching moment. <laughs> Tommy, that, the mentor that, limo. I love that. Hold on, Tommy. All right. Tommy, can we play oh. that one today? Bank job. We can play. Let's play limo back. All right, we'll it's play limo drive. Thank All right. you, man. All right, coming up, Miss Ann, with national news, ways you can help Puerto Rico as well. We'll be back. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Islands throughout the Caribbean communities are beginning a long road to recovery from several major hurricanes that have ravaged the Atlantic. But Puerto Rico, in particular, is facing what local officials have described as a full-blown humanitarian crisis. Less than two weeks after Hurricane Irma made landfall on the island, Puerto Rico was hit by Hurricane Maria, the worst natural disaster the island has seen in nearly a century. Uh, The island has virtually no running water or electricity. Around 80% of the island's crops have been destroyed. Puerto Rico needs your support. Please join us and help Puerto Rico recover. Shout out to Jennifer Lopez for donating $1 million to Puerto Rico hurricane relief efforts. Thank you, J-Lo. She has announced that she and her boyfriend, former New York Yankee Alex Rodriguez, are uh, utilizing all of their resources and relationships in entertainment, sports, and business to garner support for Puerto Rican and Caribbean relief efforts and that they have secured a commitment for help from Mayor, uh, Major League Baseball and the Yankees. But that's not enough. If you want to know more ways to help Puerto Rico and other islands in the Caribbean, Carla has a list of ways you can help. It's posted on steveharveyfm.com. Mm-hmm. Just go to steveharveyfm.com. There are a number of organizations that we found that you can do your part to the Steve Harvey Nation. We are a giving group of folks, we're li- listeners that always want to help in hurricane hey, uh, relief effort something? is what I was trying to say. Listen, these people in Puerto Rico are first and foremost a part American. of the human race, just like the people in Mexico City. These people are part of the human race. Puerto Rico, in addition to being that, and some great people, they are a part of the United States. Somehow, the attention that's being shown over there is act act like they're an island to themselves. They they vote. They, They are part of the United States. We got to do better. There has got to be government funding that can go there. You know, he did okay the funding for Hurricane uh, Harvey and Irma. But this this island over here, Puerto Rico, it needs some government attention. And we, we, we really need we really need that over there, man. I've been just watching it on the news, man. This is yeah. This I, is complete. I think the president said he's going to visit on Tuesday of next week. Okay, well, he got to do something when yeah. he go over there and visit. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you I know really when, can't go by what he say no more. Mm-hmm. So. When they get the word that a hurricane is coming to an island, it's already too late. You, It's too late to even try to get out. It's I too mean, late as soon as you get seriously, the Seriously, man, a lot of people tried to get out, but they couldn't because of flights. Mm-hmm. Flights were booked. It's only X amount. I don't I don't know that these airlines add extra flights to help people get out. I don't know that. They may have. I'm not sure how that works. But and then it's just affordability. What does it cost? Who can afford to leave? I mean, really, man, if you don't have a plane fare to get your family out, what you gonna do? You can't just you can't just leave them. 
Yeah, right. it, and it's, it's not like, like you said, Steve, like with Texas and the other states, you could drive. Puerto yeah. Rico is a U.S. Right. territory, but you can't drive. No, nah, you can't. The, the evacuation <sighs> plan is, is rough, man. Yeah, it's it's, it's horrible, yeah. and uh, it's going to take months and, and longer, you know, to yeah. to restore it back and to build the infrastructure and all of those things. Absolutely. So our prayers and our our money, whatever we can do to help and and. Thank God for people like J-Lo and Alex Rodriguez and everyone else that's helping in this situation. Yeah. All right, Rosie Perez was on CNN doing a big push, too. That's good. That's good. All right, Steve. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, please stop it. Miss Ann Tripp. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. This is Antrip with the news. Well, he chanted, lock her up, lock her up, when it was came, when it came to Hillary Clinton's use of a private email uh, for official business. But now the New York Times says at least six of President Trump's closest advisors have occasionally been using private email addresses uh, to discuss White House matters. This new information coming on the heels of a report that say presidential son-in-law Jared Kushner used a private email account to send and receive some 100 work-related emails. In addition, the report says former White House strategist Steve Bannon, former chief of staff, Ryan's Priebus also used private email addresses sometimes. Newsweek confirms that the presidential daughter, Ivanka Trump, used a private account when she acted as an unpaid advisor early in the administration. The Trump administration, speaking of which, a fallen criticism of its response to Hurricane Maria, sending ships and thousands of troops to both the U.S. Virgin Islands and Puerto Rico. FEMA Administrator Brock Long says the Navy sending a hospital ship and some other things. We have 10 ships en route, 10 ships and barge, barges en route over the next 48, continuing to bring you know generators, emergency power, as well as more additional food and water that's coming in. Thousands of federal troops on the way to help distribute the food and water being sent in. President Trump unveils his new tax plan later today. Meanwhile, the latest Republican effort to repeal and replace Obamacare falls flat. As Louisiana GOP Senator John Kennedy says, that's it, at least for now. Look, the bill's dead, okay? It's deader than a doornail. We're not going to even have a vote on the thing. It was a valiant effort. It didn't work. The Senate's Republican leadership says, though, that they're going to try again sometime maybe in the middle of next year. In Virginia Beach, the FBI has now sought $10,000 reward for information leading to the location of a missing college student named Ashanti Billy. She's been missing since Monday, September 18th. Her mom says she works at the Blimpies at the Joint Expeditionary Base in Little Creek. The last place her vehicle was seen was entering a military installation when she showed her ID card. The vehicle left off, but the last time my baby was seen, our baby, was entering gate one, Little Creek Gate. So whatever happened, it happened on that installation. And the family is hoping that anybody with information about Ashanti Billy, she's 4 feet 11, she weighs about 133 pounds. If you have any tips, please call the Virginia Beach Police. On a much lighter day, a lighter note rather, today the Women's Health and Fitness Day and National Ancestor Appreciation Day. So appreciate those who came before, who worked and loved us, and who died for us in some cases, unfortunately. This has been Antrip. We'll be back with Eugene the Butterfly 20 minutes after the hour. So stay tuned to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, come on. It's up to you now to introduce the butterfly. Come on, Steve, and do a good job. Oh, do you know the butterfly like I do? Very good. <sighs> okay, good. Very good. Good morning, everyone. Stephen, Tommy, Shirley, Carla. It wasn't me. That was Jay. Now, Jay's not here today. Well, I want you to do it. All right, so come on. To do it. Here, come yes. On. Ladies and gentlemen, Eugene. Uh- 
Ooh, no, that dry. was dry. <laughs> that nobody want nothing dry. That was dry. Say it your name. Okay, Junior, you give it a shot. Ladies and gentlemen. No, yeah. see, so you started yeah, out good and you went down. That falls off. It makes you fall off. Let me do it. I'll do it. Do a shirt. How about this? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the butterfly. Woo! That's how you bring somebody yes. out. Just like that. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Oh, my God. So here's what's going on. Um, Steve, well, I think you... Oh, do you know the butterfly like I do? Why is he doing it again? <laughs> but hurry up, because your time is running. What I was trying. Okay, so here's what's going on. I am so excited. I'm wanting, and I hope that Steve is going to really get behind me on this. I want to have my own sitcom called The Odd Couple, and it'll be me and Tommy. What do you all think? It's going to be I like Whoa! <laughs> Do you know the butterfly? Cause I do. Maybe you should name it that. Maybe you should name it that. Do you know the butterfly? Instead of the I couple. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think one of you's not popular enough to be on the sitcom. Oh, uh, but that's a damn time it in. Uh, he gonna have to get his stuff up. Because it ain't me. <laughs> but it, who, it show ain't Tommy's, me. Tommy's, yeah. Tommy's everywhere. Tommy does stand up. Tommy. Make, he, and time is the reason you exist. Do you understand that? Do you understand I'm in the stand-up? Do you understand I'm in the play? Do you, hello? But do you understand <laughs> if it wasn't for him, you don't exist? I'm the one that get him in the doubt out, Steven. You're not, you're no, not watching. No, no, no. Nothing why you got to break me down? No, but that's what you are. But why you, you have to break friend. me down? Why oh, you have to do that? So just because I don't have a social security, okay, so I don't have bad credit then. So what? <laughs> No, you don't have that. You don't. Your your fingerprint is the same as his. You you don't exist without him. You're the only two people that has the exact same fingerprint in the world. Sad. But I'm so much more right, different than him. Character. We, we have to more. go. I, I'm sorry, butterfly. Watch this. You go away. Oh. Oh, we have to go. Geez. Hey, listen, when we come back from the break at 34 after the hour, San Antonio Spurs head coach Greg Popovich condemned Trump and kept it 100. We'll be back. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. San Antonio Spurs legendary head coach Greg Popovich gave a powerful speech slamming President Trump and the foundations of racism. And he also said it's difficult for white people to look at themselves in the mirror and recognize the advantages they get. Take a listen. Well, I, you know, I don't, I don't think about some platform that I have. I'm an individual. I live in this country. I have a right to say and think what I want. It's got nothing to do with, you know, my position. If it helps somebody else think one way or the other about something, great. But the discussion has to take place. You know, obviously, you know, race is the elephant in the room, and we, and we all understand that. But unless it is talked about constantly, it's not going to get better. People get bored. Oh, is it that again? They pull in a race card again. Why do we have to talk about that? Well, because it's uncomfortable. And there has to be an uncomfortable element in the discourse for anything to change. You know, whether it's the LGBT movement or, you know, women's suffrage, uh, race, it doesn't matter. People have to be made to feel uncomfortable, and especially white people, because we're comfortable. We still have no clue of what being born white means. And if, if you read some of the recent literature, you'll realize it really is no such thing as whiteness. Uh, but we've kind of made it up. That's not my original thought, but it's true. And 
it, it, it's hard to sit down and, and decide that, yes, it, it's like you're at the 50, you know, the 50 meter mark in a 100 meter dash and you got that kind of a lead. Yes, because you were born white, you have advantages that are systemically, culturally, psychologically there. Wow. That was powerful. Yes. Who said that? You had to tip it. Go. Already Mm -hmm. that far out. Yeah. You halfway there. Yeah. I mean, you have to. Yeah. We got to run it again today, (laughs) Carl. We haven't heard it put like that, you know, I mean, in quite a long time or ever, perhaps, you know, from Uh, someone as popular. Yeah. You know, um, he's 100% correct in that. There has to be some uncomfortableness when mm-hmm. discussing it. Mm-hmm. But see, you can't say, you know, you're not discussing race when all the people you're pointing to are of a particular race. See, so you can't say those people and then say some's a b- and then make these men think that you're not referring directly to them. Because who else you talking about? And, you know, uh, the president didn't say race. He said, I didn't say race. He didn't say race. But when you know it exists, you have to choose your words better as the president. If you go to Alabama in front of a predominantly white group and you say those people They refer to them as the football players, the NFL. We're getting real specific now. (laughs) Then they sons of Who who we talking about? That Neil. That who we talking about? He should have never said that. Yeah. And and he shouldn't. It was a poor choice. But you know what, man? You just can't. I think I think I think he knows what he's doing. I think he knows what he's saying. And I think yeah. when he goes there to his talk to his base mm-hmm. to yes. rev him up, he uses the rhetoric that mm-hmm. he knows they want to hear. You can yes. stop with the you don't know what they want to hear. I play golf with all these people. I'm at them country clubs where ain't no black people in it, where I'm oftentimes the only one in the clubhouse, maybe another. So I'm privy to a lot of conversations them boys have. And if you think race ain't got nothing to do with it, you got to be crazy. You got to be crazy. Yeah. You, you got to be crazy. Let me show you how race works. At the Wilshire Country Club out here in Los Angeles, you cannot be a Jew, you cannot be an entertainer, or a black. To and go? play golf at this golf course. You're kidding me. Period. Period. Today? You can do this that? 2017. Do it, been doing it, done it, gonna continue. Are doing it. Do it, and guess what? You can pick it if you want, they don't give a damn. Mm-hmm. You can quit talking. Wow, it's I happened. didn't know that. Still, I did not know that existed. I didn't know that. Don't, welcome, know that. welcome to America, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, coming up next, nephew prank phone call. Uh, which one is this one gonna be, nephew? <laughs> the one Limo driver, this for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll man. be back. Amen. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after today's Strawberry Letter. You don't want to miss that. But first, come on, nephew, with the prank phone call for your the uncle. The limo driver. <laughs> it's the limo driver. This is the bank job. Here it is right here. Good afternoon. How can I help you? I'm trying to get Cecil. Get it, Cecil. Hey, Cecil, 
tomorrow. Where my boys gave me your number, man? I'm trying to get a uh, a car service for tonight. Okay, listen, this is my personal number. Do you, do you have the, the, the main number? Man, I keep calling the main line, but ain't nobody answering. I done called that about six, seven times. It keep rolling over to like a, to a voicemail or something. Okay, 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 brother, what's your name? My name's Tony. Okay, listen, Tony, I got a customer in the back. Let me get them handled. Can you, you got a few moments? I'm going to hit yeah, the drop off. Let me get the dough for them and all you that. Want me to call you back? Watch. Hold the phone, all right? Okay, cool. All right, thank you. Have a good evening. All right, Tony? Yeah, what's up? Yeah, now, uh, you saying you called the main line and you just keep going to voicemail or something like I that? I keep calling the main line, but, you know, I, I know I'm calling at the last minute, dog. I'm trying to get a um, get a call for tonight, man. Okay, what you need? What, what, listen, we, we got uh, we got the SUV, we got a, a sedan or two, we got a couple limos, white or black, what you need? If I could get, a, I guess, a, a, like a black limousine, be cool. Okay, we got that, we got that. What time? Where I'm picking you up? What time? What it costs, you know, for an hour? Because all I need is an hour. Where's it? Sixty-five dollars an hour, but we only do three-hour minimum. The first three hours. Sixty-five. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, see, well, see, see, so all I need is an hour, man. Really, like forty-five minutes. So, you think they'll work with me? Well, you can't get them, so you're dealing with me. I, uh, let me see. Let me. I tell you what. I, I'll do you for a hundred fifty dollars, and I'll take care of you. But now, I'm, I want you to know, I'm going to let them know everything. So I got to have either a credit card or a receipt or something on the cash to let them know because I'm not no crooked brother. I'm going to let them know everything that I'm doing. Will that work for you? 150 I, I can give you 150 when you pick me up. That's no problem then. Where am I picking you up and at what time? All right, I'm at 98 Village Drive. 98 Village Drive. Okay, 98 And where am I taking you, sir? I'm going downtown on Capitol Street. Downtown the Capitol Street. All right. And what time am I picking you up? You could get me like at 11.45 at night. That would be good. 11.45. Okay. So that's 45 minutes. You have two and an hour you're going to need. 11.45. That makes it. I see 12.45. 12.30. Okay. Good deal. Um, let me see. And uh, downtown Capitol, what? You didn't give me an address. I don't really know the address. I'm going to um to Bank. Bank downtown, all right? Right. Um, can I ask you something, uh, uh, Tony, right? Uh, yeah. I'm not trying to get in your business. And, uh, we don't ask questions usually, but a, a bank at night's going to be closed. I mean, you, 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 you're you not going to work because I got to take you back. So you're dropping off to something, somebody, something like nah, that, right? No, no, no. I ain't dropping nothing now, but I'm picking something up. See what, see, what I need you to do is just right here. I'm going to go in there, and I'm going to be in there probably like about 15 minutes. But when I come out, man, I need you to have a car running, and we need to get out of there. Wait a minute. You you asking me to, to run you down to a bank at midnight and you picking something up at midnight and I got to be ready to go when you come out. Me and my boys, when we come out of there, just come, when, when we get in, when we get back in the back of the, the the limo, I need you to I need you to put the pedal down, man, and let's get out of there. Look here, young 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 brother. Well, how, how old are you, man? I'm 24. Yeah, that's what I figured. Look here, man. It sounds like you're in some kind of shady. I don't do that, brother. That that's hey, I, hold, I, on, I, hold, I, hold I, on, hold on, hold on, man. Yo, you a driver, dog. Your job is to drive. If you pick somebody up, first of all, you ain't supposed to be asking nobody where they going, what they doing. Your supposed to drive. Okay, let me so stop. You, what bro. I'm let telling me, you let is, let man, once we come out let the bank, drive. Drive. Let, let me stop you. That's why I'm driving. Instead of working somewhere else driving, because I was ignorant like you at one time. Now, let me tell you something, but I don't know your business and really don't care at this point in time. I'm not doing no crazy like this here. Brother, let me tell you something, man. What you need to do is get your young into some type of training school or something to find yourself a job. You're going to go down there and the going to blow your brains out. 
Hey, 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 I ain't really trying to hear all this right here. What I'm trying to do is pay you this 150 You drive me where I'm trying to go and you bring can't me back to right my apartment. Brother, listen, you can't get right now. Not even no advice. You need to listen to me. That's what's wrong with you. Young now, y'all crazy. Get rich right off overnight type Boy, you need to slow down because they got some You feel me? They got hey, some man, hold on, hold on, hold on, man. Hold on. What you know? You don't know nothing. You don't know I me don't at all. I need to know you, brother. Well, how you gonna be preaching to me, dog? Cause I've been there, man. That's why I'm driving a limo. Cause I've been there, young brother. I'm trying to keep you from going there, cause you won't like it. Look at Tony. I don't know what to tell you at this point. First of all, I'm not doing it, so you can cut that out, okay? Now I'm thinking of you and all the other young brothers that do this dumb. You watch too many of them movies or something, brother. You need to get your straight, cause they got a place for you, bro. Let me tell you something. They read my mouth, I read it. Anything my mama told me, they didn't want me to know they cut it out. Do you feel me? They looked at me every night when they wanted to. Fed me garbage that I had to eat or die. You ain't ready for that, man. You ain't ready for Why the think he got your name? You brothers don't know what's going on out here. You got it too easy. See? Now you're talking about going down there robbing the bank. You ain't no bank robber. You don't sound like no thug or with a limo. The way you going, you ain't making nothing because they will blow your young way about their paper. You don't understand that. And you so ain't ready for no jail. Can I say one more thing to you? Yeah, what is it? All I want to do is tell you this, that I'm nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. And your boy Cardell got me to prank phone call you. I don't give a who you are. If you around with them folks downtown, they're going to blow your they're going to give you 100 years under the jail. Did you, you, did, you, did, you, did you just hear what I just said, though? What, you said something about well, my partner. You know, I, I heard. No, 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 no. I said, I'm nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Your boy, the other, another driver, Cordell, got me to prank phone call you. Nephew Tommy. <laughs> oh, you mean Steve Harvey on the radio? <laughs> no, man, no, no, no. This is... Are you serious, man? Hey, Cecil, your boy Cordell got me to prank phone call you, man. Ooh, I'm going to get that. <laughs> I'm going to get that. Man, you lit my fire, man. Don't you know that? I'm in my fight mode. Fight power. <laughs> he said, be careful. He said, big Cecil, he been, he been down there. He done, done some time. Yeah, yeah. Been there. Been there. All right, man. Calm down, baby. Calm down, man. I got one more question to ask you, man. What's the baddest radio show in the land? I won't say nephew Tommy, but Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> I got you, baby. Me and your boy Cordell got you. Yeah, well, I'm going to get him. If I ever meet you, brother, I owe you one, too. That's wow. <laughs> That's, That's good. Crazy. That was good. <laughs> now, that was a great teaching Teaching moment, moment yeah. Uh-huh. Man, <laughs> I ain't do that. Ho, 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 man. man. I ain't in your business or nothing, but the bank closed. <laughs> So you going down there to the bank and close? What you you going down there? You you dropping something off for somebody? Mm-hmm. Now, now I'm picking something, something up. up. <laughs> he said, "No, no, 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 no. Hold, 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 hold on, man. Oh, man, it's just crazy, man. Problem with you, young brother. Trying to save your life. I love man, old school brothers, man. To get rich quick. Mm-hmm. Man, you got some man. They gonna blow your brains out about their paper, man." <laughs> They, they wouldn't. Everything my mama told me, they looked at. They read it, man. They gave it to me. If they didn't get, they gave me garbage to eat. Or if I was gonna die, you don't want this. He tried to tell him. Man. Look, your job is to drive. <laughs> Stupid yeah, Tommy. No, yeah, First no. of all, I ain't doing it. Let's yeah. just let's yeah. get that out now. <laughs> yeah, I'm not in this at all. <laughs> 
<laughs> Learn yourself something. Oh, man. Your ass need to take a bicycle delivery business. <laughs> your that was really you good. You need to be somewhere licking stamps. <laughs> How's the play oh, doing, Tommy? How's the play doing? Play doing good. Tomorrow night, Macon, Georgia, baby. I'm on my way to Macon, Georgia. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow night, Mama's Boy. Y'all come out and see the show. It's off the chain. We're doing good, man. Mm -hmm. I like Johnny Gill, man. He's a real cool cat. He just laid back. Hanging with Johnny. You know how big Johnny is, because Johnny's huge. And I didn't know how huge it was. Oh, you mean as an entertainer? Johnny is huge. Everybody, yeah. Yeah, he's Everybody huge to you. <laughs> Shut up. Johnny's huge. <laughs> 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 Johnny's huge. Johnny a big He's a full-size grown man. Man. <laughs> <laughs> He over me. <laughs> not in physicality. I'm not talking about that. All right, we got to go. Uh, coming up next, it has happened again. The Republicans failed at repealing Obamacare. Plus, we have another strawberry letter on deck. We'll be back. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up next, today's crazy strawberry letter. But first, it has happened again, people. Yes, it has, according to the Washington Post. The Republicans' latest effort to repeal the Affordable Care Act, otherwise known as Obamacare, fell apart as a third Republican senator <laughs> said she would not support the proposal, leaving Leave it, it alone. Yeah, leaving it shy of the votes it needs to pass. Just fix what what you say is wrong with the bill, okay? How about that? Senator Susan Collins joined two of her fellow senators by formally opposing the plan leaving most to accept the apparent fact that the GOP plan had once again failed. Uh, Senate Finance Aww. Committee uh, Chairperson Orrin Hatch, Orrin Hatch, who oversaw a five-hour hearing on the bill, said, everyone knows that's going to fail. You don't have one Democrat vote for it. Not one Democrat to vote for it, okay? So it is going to fail. Collins said she couldn't support the bill, which would have cut spending on Medicaid and redistribute um, federal health care funding. Shortly after the uh, Congressional Budget Office predicted that millions of Americans would lose their coverage by two. Okay, listen to this. Those Republicans, I'm telling you, man, this is so political. These Republicans set up in here and ran all this time on replace and repeal Obamacare yeah. because they try to make it seem like it's the worst thing that could have ever happened in the history of this country. Well, guess what they never had? Nothing to repeal it or replace it with. Mm -hmm. Because it is their contention that there be no universal health coverage. Right. They don't want that. And you know why they don't want it? Because their party does not believe in set-asides. Their party believes that every American should pull themselves up by the bootstraps. That's the philosophy of their party. And so us giving you anything, a hand up to them is the same as a hand out. And that's not what the party is about. But they mask it. So now it's Obamacare. It's really the Affordable Health Care Act, yeah. which most people want. But when you say Obama, then That's once again, yeah. that comes into play. We don't want Obamacare, but we do want the Affordable Health Care Act. It's the, the same name. thing, people. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's the same damn thing. But your problem really is you have nothing to repeal it and replace it with. And those three Republicans who you can't get to vote, they know it because their constituents would suffer greatly. And they can't do it. They can't do it. So now, 
They back at square one. They have nothing. Let's move on and do something else, okay? Tax reform. Let's go. Yeah. Let's make that happen. <laughs> something. Yeah. Bet you get some Democrats to vote for that. Leave Korea alone. All right. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, come on, nephew. Bring in the letter. Buckle up. Hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is. Strawberry letter. Subject, what's going on? Hello, Steve, Shirley. My wife and I married two years ago, both of us bringing children into the marriage. I have one and she has three. But to me, just because I am in the picture doesn't exempt the biological father from from their responsibilities. My wife constantly says these are my, meaning her kids. She refuses to go obtain child support for them. She allowed their father to file them on his taxes in the first year of our marriage, but it was us who took care of them that year. She allows him to pay $200 when he can for two kids, and I'm paying out more than that for one. I have my child every day and every weekend. She wants me to get a second job. Told me if I don't get a second job, we don't have a marriage. Told me that her told me that her getting child support or not was none of my business or how much or how often. I'm tired of this. I've gotten the kids up for school, gotten them together every morning and picked them up from school every day, leaving my place of business at the busiest time of day. Nothing I wouldn't do except take time from my own child to get a second job. Further take care of another man's responsibility when she could get child support to balance things out. I even took care of her family member's baby, darn near solo, for six months. Pampers, milk, and personal child care of an infant, the whole nine. And uh, she, how can she say, I haven't been cutting it. This girl was my best friend for 20 years, and now that she is my wife, as she always claimed she wanted to be. Steve, what's going on? Okay, you know, dear my brother, in order for a relationship or marriage, any time of t- any type of team situation, coupling, anything like that to work, everyone has to do their part. Everyone has to do their part in order to make that whole work. And if they don't, if they don't, as in this case with your with your wife and with her ex, uh, the burden falls on you. Uh, you're the head of household. When you married this woman, you knew she had children, and you just can't base your life, you know, with your wife and, and your children on what someone else is or is not doing. You know, that is—is is it fair? Absolutely not. Should he be paying child support? Yes, he should be ch- paying child support. Uh, uh, should she require him to pay child support? Yes, she should. But you are her husband. You knew she had kids when you got in this particular relationship. So I think you know this is unfortunate. It's sad. It could be a double standard. It could be all that. But this falls on you. This is your family now, and you have to take care of your family, whatever that means, Steve. Sorry, Cheryl. Okay. I apologize. I disagree. You don't have to apologize. No, I apologize because I'm going to disagree with you 100% on this letter almost. It is his family. But let me share something with you. As I read this letter and I sit here, when a man gets to the point of he's got to write a letter, please understand he's totally fed up. Now, let me help you understand what's wrong here with this man. One of the biggest things that a man has to have has to have and there is no way around it ladies you ain't go you ain't gonna like this but here it is the truth one of the biggest things that a man has to have and there's no way around it is appreciation we have to feel appreciated 
The moment we do not feel appreciated from our efforts, and trust me when I tell you, according to this letter, you're looking at a man that's putting out a maximum effort. Not only with your three children in this letter, this woman, his and a relative's baby. Now, he's been cutting it. Now, here's where the letter gets wrong of them. The trifling ex files the baby on the taxes. They let him do that. When it was them, this man, and you who took care of it. Shirley, you are correct in that it's his family now, and he is the head of the household. And he did know she had three kids. But now listen to this right here. One of the biggest thing a man has to have and no way around it is appreciation. The moment you are not appreciative of his efforts, especially when he maxing them out, you finna have yourself a problem. Watch what I tell you. I tell you the rest of it if you want me to when I come back. Well, you know that we do. (laughs) All right, uh, Steve will have part two of today's Strawberry Letter coming up at 23 after the hour. We'll be back. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, coming up in about 20 minutes, Hollywood super producer Lee Daniels is going to be our special guest. Yes, he's going to tell us about the season premiere of Empire Tonight. Cookie and Lucius are back, of course. But first, uh, come on, Steve, with your response to today's Strawberry Letter Part 2. Hey, man, let me get right back to this letter because I, I want I want to uh, say this in all sincerity, especially to any woman out there that might be going through the same thing right here. You are going to mess around and lose a really good man here. <laughs> because there's nothing in this letter that does not say that this is not a good man here. See, when a man writes these letters like this, and I'm telling you what you've done, this, look, this woman wants this her husband to get a second job. They both bought kids into the marriage. She got three and he got one. They all live under the same roof. Uh, she refuses to obtain child support for the kids. And the wife constantly saying, these are my kids, meaning her kids. She refuses. She allowed the father to file him on a tax in the first year of marriage. But it was them, this man and his wife, who took care of him that year. She allows him to pay $200 when he can for two kids. And I'm paying out more than that for one. I have my child every day and every weekend. She wants me to get a second job. Told me if I don't get a second job, we don't have a marriage. Okay, whoa, 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 lady, lady. Are you you out of your mind here? I'm telling you something, ladies. And the biggest thing for a man is appreciation. If you do not appreciate your man, your man is not sticking around for that. That is one of the biggest secrets about us if you do not know it. Appreciation. I'm going to do a whole chapter when I put this book together on what this appreciation value is to a man. Here's a woman who don't appreciate him at all. This is a man gets up, get the kids off to school, get them together every morning, pick them up from school every day, leave his place of business at the busiest time of day. Nothing I wouldn't do except take time from my own child to get a second job. See, if this man go get a second job, he ain't in the family picture no more, providing leadership and love, which is more important than the second job. And I will say this about two jobs. If I've learned this a long time ago, and please understand this is the truth. If one job, if you got one job and it ain't cutting it, what make you think two jobs? I've learned that a long time. If you got one job and it ain't cutting it, what makes you think two jobs is going to cut it? Now, if you got a job that's cutting it and you add a second job, you're doing something. But if your one job ain't cutting it, what makes you think a second job? All you're going to do is miss time out the family. This, This man says... I don't want to take out time from my own child to get a second job, but here's the key. Further, take care of another man's responsibility. 
it is a man's responsibility to take care of his children. All this man is saying is, look, just make them do what they're supposed to do by law. I got it from here. I keep getting them up, getting them ready, picking them up, taking them places, providing the conversations and the leadership. But man, make him do something. But this woman right here is talking about he ain't cutting it. Are you losing sight of the fact that this man has taken on you and all of yours? All he's asking you to do is require what you did not do in the beginning. This is an example of a lady who has no requirements. She got a misplaced. If you had requirements on your man in the first place, the one that gave you all these babies and that not deserted you and not paying you, you can at least make him honor his obligation. It is a law that you have to take care of your child. Let's forget the moral issue. It is a law in every state. It is a state law that you take care of your children. This ain't, forget the God's part of it. Forget the rules of manhood. It's a state law. By law, he has to take care of his children. All right. this man in this letter saying to this woman is, make him do what he's supposed to do. I'm going to sit here and deal with the rest of them. See, him sending money, that's just a small portion of it. This man is picking them up from school. This man is taking them to the games. This man is giving out the advice. This man is waking them up. This man is leaving his job. All he's saying is, make this other man do what is required by law. I got a punk-ass man. He ain't holding up his end of the bargain morally, spiritually, or none of that. I got that. But legally, though, he's supposed to send this money. For this woman to tell her new husband, it ain't your business how much I get from them and what I say to them. Are you crazy? But you expecting a man to go out here and keep humping and hustling for you and yours and this the attitude you got? Ladies, you're going to mess around and lose a real good man here. I can assure you that by not being appreciative of what he's doing or done, make your man, your ex-man, be responsible as a man and take care of his children. All right. Thank you, Steve. We got to go. Uh, you can email us or Instagram us your thoughts on today's Strawberry Letter at MyGirlShirley. And don't forget, tomorrow at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time, join me for Strawberry Letter Live After Show on Facebook. You can find me at MyGirlShirley or Shirley Strawberry on Facebook, okay? And some sad news. Thank you, Carla. Some sad news. It's official. Carmelo Anthony has been traded to the mm-hmm. Oklahoma City Thunder. Okay? Uh-oh. Yeah, he's Uh-oh. out of there. Out of there. As a player for the Knicks, uh, Carmelo led the team to the playoffs three times. Carmelo has now released a farewell letter to New York. He says, New York equipped me to make it in any place in the world. Uh, it taught me how to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. And no matter what happens, I will always love you. Uh, Carmelo was with the team for seven seasons and is one of the few Knicks to score more than 10,000, count them, 10,000 points. Wow. Hey, big dog. Yeah. You know what else is on, on deck right now? What's happening? Don't worry. D-Wade, baby, yeah, might be on. going to the Cavaliers. Come on. Boy. Come on. D-Wade still <laughs> got on. it now. I don't think he ain't got none. Oh, he got some left. He still got game. Yes, sir. But what he brings to the team, too, is experience. Leadership. You know, that's yeah, how you go. championship experience. That's what mm-hmm. I'm Championship experience, exactly, Carla. Mm-hmm. And him and LeBron coming up the flow. Ooh. That's scary. You're going to lose your mind, Steve. You're going to lose scary, your mind. Cleveland! Fight it up! Fighting back! <laughs> <laughs> 
right, uh, coming up next at 41 after the hour, uh, as promised, Hollywood producer and director Lee Daniels will be our special guest. Empire is to back tonight on Fox. Yes. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Hey, our special guest, everybody, as promised, is the co-creator, the executive producer, and the director of the Fox Television smash hit series, Empire Woo. and Star. Yes. Now, the epic night of music and drama with Empire and Star, it kicks off tonight, September 27th on Fox. Uh, Empire is at its all-new time, everybody, so make note of this. Empire is now on at 8 p.m. Eastern, followed by Star at 9 p.m. Eastern on Fox. Let's find out more about the new season. Please welcome to the show the highly talented my man, Mr. Lee Dan. Woo-hoo. Hey, y'all. Welcome. Welcome. Good morning. Welcome. <laughs> good, morning. <laughs> good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Lee, let me ask yes, you sir. this, man. When, when you came up with this idea, when, when Empire came to you, did mm. you think, man, you would be in season four? No. I think it was no. like this big Dude, I didn't even think we was going to get the uh, pilot going on because wasn't nobody <laughs> buying black television at the time. Wow. I only did it because I was, uh, I only did it because I wanted to experiment, like to say that I played in, in television. They said that, that you could make money in television. So I said, okay, let me just check it off my bucket list. I was fitting to do, uh, we was going to do uh, Richard Pryor afterwards, the movie. Oh, yeah, the, the movie. movie. Right. Yeah. yeah. Now that used to be my one of my dreams. I wanted to play Richard Pryor when I was younger. That was you could have. You look so much like you could have easily. You could have. There's a nuance about you that you could have easily. I thank you. Thank Uh, you, man, um, for saying that. I appreciate that. Well, let let hey hey, man, let's talk about this new season. We got new music, splashy events. You got high profile guests. Tell us about Empire. What Cookie and Lucius up to this year? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so. Well, you know they got me under bag and gag and bound to tell oh, you exactly man. what's going on. Yo, but I can tell you a little bit. I can tell you. <laughs> I can tell you a little bit what's happening. Okay. All right. We, okay. I think that what we realized uh, over the years as we were finding ourselves is is that people really didn't care about the big guest stars. People didn't really care. They really ultimately cared about the family mm-hmm. and yes. what was going on in the family. So we've cut back way on the guest stars. And focus more on the family, though we do have a couple of guest stars coming on um, this season. Um, Demi Moore is coming on uh, oh, yes. to, to play this nurse that's, mm-hmm. that's coming for all of them. Ooh, and um, I can't quite, tell, you know, it, it, it's pretty, it's a shockeroo when you <laughs> open, when we open the season with Lucius. And we find out really what what's going to happen finally with Lucius and Cookie. So that's sort of the, the big story plot there with the family. And uh, I think we just found out that mostly that the, 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 the people want to see the family, that, the, you know, they don't want to see the flashy guest stars. They really want to you know focus on, on the family. I'm, I'm telling you, man, that's really true. Because mm-hmm. I just want to know what the hell Lucia's doing and what Cookie finna do. Yep. And, and, and that damn boy. And what is she wearing? wearing. That's exactly yeah, what is she wearing? Yes. Uh, How's her hair? You know, all that. We, we really, we, we, have, we have so much fun with... Uh, the fashion on the show. For me, it was really about creating um, black opulence and showing, uh, you know, black people in fashion in a way that we have not seen uh, before on television. And, and, I, and we, I did see it a little bit. I remember I was inspired by Diane Carroll and, yeah. and uh, you know, on Dynasty and seeing that 
affected me, and I wanted everybody to feel this way I felt when I saw Diane Carroll on, on, on Dynasty. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. I like you that. You ain't lying. That was the show. Hey, man, let's switch that. gears. Let's talk about Star. <gasps> yes, sir. going to follow Empire at 9 p.m. on Fox. Oh, yeah. Star, mm-hmm. for everybody out there, is the story of three girls rise to fame. The mm-hmm. last season ended with the girls getting their first big break. So tell us about this season, man. Well, this season, um, they signed with a record label. And uh, and we see them competing, and we bring a lot of boys on on on. So they're competing with boys groups. We got Luke James, who's mm-hmm. an incredible singer, oh, and Evan Ross, Diana Ross's son, who's an incredible mm-hmm. actor uh, and singer on the show. And um, Elijah Kelly, I don't know whether you know him from The Butler. I put him in The Butler, okay. and he was in The Wiz, an incredible singer. So it's sort of like. Um, the Supremes and the Temptations, except a modern day version, and they're competing with each other within within this Motown esque sort of uh, environment, and um, and and Queen Latifah's doing her thing, you know. She's 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 a uh, you know she's a God fearing woman with with a, with a gun in her pocketbook. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, damn near Medea. Uh huh. <laughs> but attractive. Yeah. With, 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 with a different wig for every scene. Yes, yes, yes. yes. yes she is long changing her hair. Come Short. through, come through, Queen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How is that for you, though, Lee? You know, you've worked with a lot of people, but you're working with Queen, you got Tyrese, so many great singers on the show, man. What, what's it like to work with so many talented people? You were given a list of them. What's that like? You know, I think that this is people of color. They're so, it, you know, it's it's uh, it's a blessing because everybody's just happy to come to work. And I sometimes uh, I forget, you know, I take I take it for granted sometimes that uh, I take for granted, you know, what I got going on. And I have to stop yeah. back and just say, whoa, this is this is pretty powerful. God's giving me some good stuff. Actors are, are willing to just jump in and play these characters. You know, Tyrese is a uh, Mike Epps coming on. Mm-hmm. Incredible actors are coming on just to play in in, in in my world and to say my words. So um, wow. it's good. It's really good. And I think that, you know, where Empire represents the opulence of, of, of the African-American experience, Star mm-hmm. represents the um, the underbelly of, yes. um, mm-hmm. of, of the struggle of what it's like mm-hmm. to, to not be famous and not be rich. Well, Lee, I'm going to tell you something. For all you've done, man, for us yes. on television, man, yes. over these Absolutely. past years, especially, yes. thank you, man. sir. Thank you. You know, you, man. I just, you know, I'm just, I just, uh, I'm just doing my thing. You know, I, I'm, I'm gonna go back and do a movie now, and uh, it's been a while since The Butler. I haven't worked in a while in in in, in films, so I figured I'd, I'd take a step back, and and go back to what I really love to do and I miss doing, which is film. So I'm excited about going back to that. Well, wow. you're doing well. Hey, listen, everybody, catch all new episodes of The New Empire and Star yeah. tonight on Fox starting Can't at wait. 8 p.m. <laughs> Eastern and 9. Lee Daniels, you the Thank best, you, man. Thank, Thank you, y'all. Thank you. We love you Come on, Cookie. <laughs> you're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, here we go, Steve. <laughs> You gotta help us on this one. It's the nephew and junior with right or wrong again. This foolishness. What, Junior? What? He's calling from different numbers now. He ain't using his. Oh, oh. I'm on two. I'm on two. Oh, you no, <laughs> <laughs> so come on, Tommy. What? All right. So. Oh boy. Well, we we had about five of them last night. We talked. Uh-huh. So, I told him. No, you tell me what you think. It don't. 
Tell him it don't make sense for a skydiver to wear a helmet. You know what I'm saying? Go wrong. It, what is it, the helmet I agree for? You right there, now, Tommy. You absolutely right. What is this helmet for? Because if this parachute don't open, the hell you need a helmet on for? You think from thirty thousand? You think from three thousand? However high up that plane is, you think you can jump out and this helmet gonna help you? Yeah. All that helmet gonna do is make you look a little better in the cast. <laughs> 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 All right. All right. That's all the. That's just something else they gotta peel off of your ass. <laughs> your uncle liked that one, nephew. He looked good. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, so sure. So you were right on that. I'm right on that. All right. So sure. Yeah. Above your eyes are yes. your eyebrows, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Right, Unc. Carla, eyebrows, yes, right? Yes. Yes. I told Junior. It shouldn't be a mustache. It should be a mouth brow. <laughs> shouldn't it? See right there. Huh? Now, now we back yes. to stupid. Yes, I got it. But well, why is if it's an eyebrow up there, huh? Shouldn't it be a mouth brow? I'm with you. I'm with you. Lip brow. You know what I'm saying? Yes. No. No. Who yes, threw no. in mustache? Who threw like, that in there? I like it. Where it come from? Where that come from? That's a mouth brow. I like it, Tommy. I do too. He two for two today. Yes. <laughs> Steve, you know why Steve is mad, though. No, that was stupid. No, it's because it's a mustache. Yeah, that's why. Uh-huh. Okay, here, here go, here go here, here. Steve has a mouth brow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, he ain't like you this. You can't have it. <laughs> I told Junior, if you get cheated by the Better Business Bureau, it ain't nobody you can call. Oh, that's right. Right or wrong? Hey, how they gonna cheat you? You're, you're right though. <laughs> I like it. That's another okay. good one. Three now for this, three. Mm-hmm. No, it ain't. I called I like him. That I called. I called him last night. I was in Pittsburgh. This when this when he hung up on me. Uh oh. Now cannibals eat people. Y'all know that, right? Yeah. I told him they don't eat clowns because they taste funny. A cannibal, a, per, a cannibal, and he's not going to eat clowns because they taste funny. You know what I'm saying? I'm not eating. Funny. Yeah. You know, I was thinking you was getting this offline somewhere. <laughs> but it's out of his ignorant yeah, mind. Right there ain't nobody set up and typed this on Google. Not more than one person. Uh, cannibals this eat clowns. If, if you Google that, what would it say? What's the clown in it, uh, Pennywise? He tastes funny. He tastes funny. He tastes funny. Okay, okay, y'all tell me which hair, White skin, <laughs> big nose, great big old feet. Okay, All tell the it. colors on them. Yeah. I love right or wrong. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, check this out. Tell Junior, okay. when a blind person goes sightseeing, the dog is telling them what they looking at. Shut up, so I hate dog? you. When a blind person goes sightseeing, <laughs> the dog is telling them what they looking at. I like 
like this because it's just stupid because dogs if can't talk. Everyone knows that. See, the dog is telling you what they look like. If a blind person go to Niagara Falls, the, the dog got to tell them what they looking at. They hear it, but he got to tell them what they looking at. Shirley, stop it. Stop doing dog barks and stop imitating the dog. Why? I got to tell him what he's looking at. Both of them. Stop it. (laughs) Look, you're just, you're mad. You're mad. We know why you're mad, okay? What I'm mad about? Because you have a mouth brow. (laughs) 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 You think I'm going to be mad about that ignorant mess right here? Ain't going to change nothing. You ain't in here with no world changing news. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Junior? Nah. Oh, go to last one. Oh, you got another one. Yes. Oh, I'm so tired of him. Okay. Tell him a building is called a building when they building it. But after it's built, it should be called a built. Right? Because they're not building it no more. It's a built, you know? Building is in the process right, of building. Right, right. right After right. it's built, it's a right, built. Right. It's a done deal. You don't go into a building. Why would you go in there? They working on it. Yes. You know? You want to go it. into a built. Shirley's level. Carla's laughing too. <laughs> How hard. But you were I'm, I'm crying. I'm crying. We gotta go. Dang I gotta it. get out this built, man. Dang it, we gotta go. <laughs> Nephew Tommy in the built. In the built. In the built. <laughs> we'll be back. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, so President uh, Trump starts his day off t- tweeting, like I said. Well, Twitter responds to questions of Trump breaking terms of service. Twitter says that President Trump's tweets threatening North Korea don't violate the site's terms of service because they are newsworthy. The social media platform said yesterday it had been asked why the president's statements about North Korea not being around much longer and possibly having no choice but to destroy that nation didn't run afoul of the rules about promoting violence. Twitter says that while it holds all accounts to the same rules, the company considers whether a tweet is of public interest. Twitter will update to the public guidelines to reflect their decision-making process more clearly. All right. So, yeah, apparently because it's of public interest, um, you know, it's okay that he tweets these things. Yeah, even though, you know, it sounds like violence to them, it's newsworthy and it's of public interest. So he gets, you know, a pass, the president does, for tweeting such things. Can you go to Twitter jail? Because they do it on Facebook where they'll, they'll suspend you or put you off because if you do something stupid or put something up crazy. Can they do that on Twitter, too? 
Well, I mean, that's I think that's what the story is is about. Yeah, that's exactly what the story is about. But they're saying he they can't do it to him. But I guess if you actually, you know, tweet some violent thing, they can get you. But because this is newsworthy and of public interest, then, you know, he gets a pass. Uh, First of all, I don't care that we try to hold Twitter accountable for the president's tweets. Uh-huh. The problem is the president is tweeting. Yes. So why we even talking to Twitter is amazing to me. Mm-hmm. It's not Twitter who needs to change their policy. Why, why are we allowing stuff about North Korea? Why is our president tweeting it? That's mm-hmm. the bigger issue here. Yeah. So for starters, let's just stop talking to Twitter about why they're allowing him to do anything. Who can stop him? Right. It's, it's not going to change, Steve. You're absolutely who's, right. Who's, look, did, he, his daughter can't stop him. His son-in-law can't stop Life. him. Melania can't stop him. Right. The dude, the, all the people he didn't hire. Everybody he fired. I think that some of them have encouraged him, him to tweet. Why are we talking to Twitter? Mm-hmm. It's an irrelevant <laughs> piece of news. But, I mean, this is the only way a lot of people have to, you know, to see what he's thinking as no, our president. No, no, Shirley, Shirley. He has rallies. First of all, no president just keep, you already won. What is we going to these rallies for? Yeah. Cause well, because he's campaigning, see? yeah. He's campaigning. No, no, man. See, that's wrong. He's the president of the United States. All he has to do is to issue a statement and the world mm-hmm. listens. That's true. It's called a press conference. Yeah. Well, we know who had rallies. Hello. He's mm-hmm. having rallies. He likes the crowd. and yeah, He, he likes- may be doing these rallies. Do you think, Steve, to avoid issues, to talk about real things that he should be doing? Distractions. He likes and he's still in that campaign ma- For example, mindset. why 15 tweets about the NFL. Mm-hmm. Why? Since he made the statement. 15 tweets. Three tweets about North Korea. Seven tweets about the health bill. Mm-hmm. Do the math. Mm-hmm. 15 tweets about the NFL, mm-hmm. seven tweets about health care, and three tweets about North Korea. This ought to be reversed. <laughs> it ought to be 15 yeah. tweets about North Korea, 15 tweets about health care, and three about the NFL. This is what happens when you vote a reality star. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we'll be back right after these jams. Back-to-back jams is what you got right now. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, people are still talking about this, guys. The Dallas Cowboys, when they locked arms and took a knee before Monday night's game against the Arizona Cardinals, but they put their own unique twist on the protest that was seen in every NFL stadium over the weekend. Owner Jerry Jones, did you guys see this? Joined his players on the field where they all locked arms and took a knee in a show of unity to a chorus of boos from the Arizona fans. But before the national anthem was performed, the players got up, walked to the sideline, and stood with arms locked for the song. After the game, uh, which Dallas won, by the way, 28-17, to uh, uh, Jones said it was easy to see that a message about unity and equality was being pushed aside by the controversy. I want our actions to be louder than words. We did it. We made our statement. What do you cool. guys think? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually like that because what that does is, is it makes a statement of unity. 
and it disallows them from stop saying the untruth of it. The non-truth is that this is not against the troops. So many mis- people are misled about the kneeling during the playing of the national anthem. They it's not that. about the troops. That's because you ask any one of the NFL players, it has nothing to do with the troops. They support nope. the troops. The NFL do does a lot with the troops. That's not what it's saying. Nobody's mad at the troops. We all love the troops and support them. They're angry with the injustice that people of color have to suffer at the hands of brutality by the police department. That's what they keep talking about. Let me ask you this question. If we have these owners now who have joined forces with the players and we all look unified, why is it now that not any of these owners will not come and pick up Colin Kaepernick? I mean, a lot of people have asked that question. They still say Kaepernick would be too much of a distraction. A lot of them are still saying that. The, th- the reason why these owners came down there and locked arms with these players is because President Trump called the players. SOBs. 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 Right. Exactly. Then this Sunday they all get together and lock arms. But it wasn't like it was like this last season when the same thing was going on. When he was by himself. still out. Yeah. Just a few players supported Colin yeah. with that. And so didn't Jerry Jones say my players need to stand for the national anthem? Didn't he, he did. say when that? When that first happened. You're, right, you're mm-hmm. absolutely right. Okay. And because they work for the Dallas Cowboys. But see, he goes out there and locks arms with his players. And this is all because of what the president said. I want mm-hmm. you all to understand yeah. this now. Because the president called these men sums of and those people. Them owners went, nah, man, these some good dudes here. These are some great men. And I'm going down here to show these men that we are in business together, that I support them and their rights and their beliefs. That's what he sent it Mm -hmm. for. Man, but if our president wasn't spewing such divisive tones from the White House, it's ridiculous what he's doing, man. Yeah, it It is. is. But, you know, the sad part of it all, this is, uh, it's just empowering his base. His base, yeah. Make it stronger yeah. and stronger to the point where now these people who are out here doing real life stuff are acting it out in a way that they were doing. They're chanting the N-word in the Boston Stadium in, in doing, yeah. at, do, doing the kneeling game. Wow. That's horrible. They were chanting the N-word in a slogan they had created for the players that was kneeling. Now, now you know what? We got to go. We'll we'll be back to finish that thought, Steve, with just one more thing. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, here we are with our last break of the day. Just one more thing. So they were chanting the N-word in Boston, Steve? Yeah. Yeah, oh man, they God. had a slogan. I looked it up, man. I heard them saying it, but I couldn't. I, I, I can't remember exactly what it's uh, Something about if you don't like the country. If you don't like the country, in words go away. Something to that effect. I don't want to misquote it. That'll drop. It's not that. Stop saying we don't like the country and we're unpatriotic and they're un. Stop saying that. It has nothing to do with patriotism. Stop trying to tie it to what's patriotic. Yeah. When a policeman kills one of these boys and one of these men for no reason. What's patriotic about that? Right, you can... But see, you can come out and speak out against the NFL players, but you can't speak out against the Nazis and the KKK. Mm-hmm. And That's the white what everybody's tripping on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All of a yeah. sudden, we got to be sums of... 
But they got to be people on both sides good of people. good people. Right. And you, you can't be, listen to me, you can't be in a hate group, hate lesbians, hate gays, hate uh, Jews, mm-hmm. hate blacks, and call yourself a good person. You're not. You're not a good person, man. And you don't Dog, have to you're look- not a good person. I'm sorry. You hate another person because they are how, who they are. You're not a good person. The hell are you saying that for? What's good about a neo-Nazi? What's good about a skinhead? What's good about them? Hmm. It's crazy, man. And just because, you know, you take a stand against something you believe in doesn't mean you don't love this country. Doesn't mean you're not a patriot. That is crazy. You don't have to love everything that goes on in this country. You don't have to. Let me show you something. You can stand up and make a change. The white lady who called the police, the police responded. And oh, the police oh, shot her oh, in the oh, stomach yeah, yeah, and yeah. killed her. Yeah, I think that was in Minnesota, Steve. Yeah. Okay, now. I know what you're talking about. The officer that killed this woman is Somalian. You think for one minute that he can kill this woman and have to pay nothing for it? No. Mm-hmm. But now we're going to see if that rule for police brutality goes for everybody all around the board. Yeah. And you know what? Mm-hmm. Can I tell you something? For shooting this woman for no reason, this innocent woman, he should do some time. But the same officer that choked the man out on the ground with the pack of cigarettes in New York, Mm -hmm. he should have been doing some time. The same officer that Mm -hmm. killed a man in Carolina for Mm -hmm. running, shot him seven times in the back, he's supposed to do some time. The man that shot uh, the the brother up in the car when the girl was FaceTiming live. Oh, my God. That was Minnesota. In the car, he's supposed to be doing some time. The list is on and on and on. Uh, 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 Zimmerman is supposed to be doing Uh, some time. He wasn't a cop. But the fact that you can kill these men of color and nobody have to suffer anything for it, Right, That's and, why they on their knees, man. And they can't protest that kind of injustice in this free country? Come on. They're no, SOBs not during the anthem. for that? Yeah. yeah. Not during the anthem. Uh, as you know, LeBron James went on the attack over the weekend and, and famously called Donald Trump a bum. Uh, King James, yeah, I saw it too. He did not back down at a press conference as he spoke about the divisive comments made about the NFL and the NBA, although uh, never addressing him as president or saying the name. Uh, LeBron instead referred to number 45 as that guy and said the people that voted for him made a mistake. LeBron said if you voted for him or not, you may have made a mistake and that's okay. Hey, LeBron continued, I mean, I've done things for my kids and realized I should have given my daughter uh, that many Skittles, okay? How about that? Maybe I shouldn't have done that. She won't go to sleep now. <laughs> it was a mistake. Yeah, it was a mistake. People a mistake. make mistakes. And there are a few, not many, but there are a few that are saying uh, from Donald Trump's base that they made a mistake. They are. There are some people that are speaking up now saying that. They voted for mm-hmm. him and they made a mistake. Yeah, they made a mistake. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's just been one of those weeks for us. You know, I think everybody is trying to grapple with uh, what we have to deal with that comes from the White House. I think that's something everybody has to deal with. I'm really, really concerned, though. You know, it's really crazy to me is I don't care if Steph Curry goes to the White House to take a picture and have ice cream and cake with the president. I don't care. He don't want to go. That's cool. And to get uninvited, that whatever. 
I am concerned about somebody coming over here to blow up yeah. my house. Yes. Of now, course. if we can start focusing on what we're going to do with these, this North Korean dude so we can try to live in peace, because peace is the answer here. Mm-hmm. I can't believe this guy is the president. And I can't believe, I thought that if he got there in office, maybe he'd act up to the level of the office. Hmm. Now, nah, man, he bringing the office right on down where he He's at. He's so petty. Yeah, we got to go. Take us home, Steve. Have a great day. I actually could have been president. <laughs> you it's could have, Tommy. I could have actually I'm been president. Bye. Bye. For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old, unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit SteveHarvey.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Geico knows there are many reasons why you ride. From the exciting adventure of the daily commute to the peace of mind that Geico always has your back with 24-7 access to claim service and legendary customer service. But Pamela Mund had one reason in particular. My skin is extremely averse to most fabrics, except for the soft, buttery feeling of leather. Thankfully, I found my clan of leather lovers in the biking community. It's been life-changing. Geico Motorcycle. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Weight loss. It feels like a constant cycle, like my body's always working against me, pushing back on all of my progress. I learned that any time I lose weight, my body tries to gain it right back. Finally, I discovered it's not entirely my fault. I know healthy eating and exercise are important, but they may not be enough. So I talked to my healthcare provider about whether a prescription medicine could help me lose weight and maintain it. Together, we made a plan to tackle this, a plan to help lower my risk of future weight-related health issues like heart disease. Join me and make a change for the better. Talk to your health care provider about treatment options to manage your weight.